0: This is going to be, it is Friday, August 6th, 2021. I'm Kevin Cooney. Thanks for joining us. Mike Kern will join us in a minute. So will our what guests
1: tonight.
0: from 94 WIP, also from WFAN in New York and Jacob Media's uh, Bird three sixty 360, Bird's 365 podcast. Jody McDonald will join us and we brought Jody on today because, um, well, this is no doubt coming up this weekend. The biggest Phillies Mets series uh this late in the season since well, you know, this moment. That was August 30th, 2007, Chase Utley against Billy Wagner. The Phillies ended up kind of using that as the springboard uh, to their first of five straight National League East titles. And uh, so here we are this weekend. Yes, a lot different, a lot different because... Those Phillies had a shot you knew to do something when they got to the playoffs. These Phillies you are not quite convinced on, and we'll talk to Jody about that. But they're a half game out, and the Mets are faltering. And by the way, look in the rear view. The Braves are getting, uh, the Braves are getting ready to make their run. Game and a half out. Had a real good week in St. Louis. And actually today, as we tape this, August 6th, is the first day all season the Atlanta Braves have been above five hundred, which is kind of remarkable uh, for a team that has won three straight division titles? They've lost Acuna, uh, they lost Soroka early in the year. Their starting pitching has been a mess, yet here they are. But then again, so are the Phillies. The Phillies have uh, the Phillies have taken off, and, and and really, it's been their their big guys in the lineup. Harper's been outstanding since the beginning of July. Uh, I think I did the numbers today in Philly voice. It's like his average is 364. Uh, I mean, his on-base percentage is about 468. I mean, they just out of this world numbers really since the first day, uh, the fir- his first game in July, July 2nd. So um, the Phillies are making a legit move. Yes, they played a, basically two minor league teams in a row with the Pirates and the Nationals, but um, – they're, they're making the run. So we'll talk to Jody about that. Uh, we'll talk to Jody also about the Eagles. Nick Sirianni refusing to name Jalen Hurts as the quarterback, getting in Jalen Rieger's face during workouts. Um, you know, Devontae Smith hurt. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of optimism right now, and I, I'm trying to figure out where the hell it's coming from with this football team. I really am. Uh, I just don't see it. And I maybe I'm completely off balance. Maybe I'm just a hater. Um, but we I I don't get it. I don't. Uh talk to Jody about that. We'll touch on a few other topics as well, and then Mike and I'll get into I'm sure a couple other things. Bracian DeChambeau, who has become to me the most annoying man in sports. Uh the end of the Olympics. Um just a couple other topics, I'm sure, as we get into uh, this week. So big weekend coming for the Phillies. They get the Mets. By the way, the Dodgers are in next week, so it's not exactly like the 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 load's going to get a lot easier here uh, for Philadelphia beyond uh, when the Mets leave town. The, the Phillies have some they have some work to do. They get the Padres and they get the Padres on their next road trip. I think they had the Brewers coming up. I'm going off the top of my head here. I think they got the Brewers coming up. Uh, no, they get got the Reds coming up, excuse me, and the Rays. So it's a big stretch coming up for the Phils. Um, and they still do at Milwaukee, I know, uh, on the schedule in September. So it, it's, it's not going to be easy. But playing better baseball than they have really at any point here in the Harper era. Uh, next week... Midweek uh, school is over for me, uh, the summer school. So we are back to a normal schedule. We hope. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to talk some Eagles uh, in the next week or so. Also, I'm sure talk about uh, Kern and I will talk about Ben Simmons. Uh, the report today coming out that Ben Simmons has cut off all communications with the Sixers, not returning Joel Embiid's phone calls. Uh, you know, go away, dude. You know, <laughs> who the hell do you think you are? At this point, but uh, you know that's uh, that's easy for me to say. I also want to find out about Daryl Morey and Joel Embiid playing uh, playing tennis with one another. It's a very nice uh, combo. So that's all up ahead here on Work and the Beat. But when we come back, Jody mack does us a favor. Jody will j- join us to talk Phillies, Mets, big series on tap this weekend. Can the Phillies actually win the division? Which seems kind of remarkable given where their season has been. That's next. We're going to be continues right after this message. (laughs) Arguably, the biggest Phillies-Mets series in 14 years will start tonight in South Philadelphia. The Mets lead the Phils by a half game. Braves are a game and a half back. And uh, to break that down and also to break down Eagles training camp as the Eagles are one week away from their preseason opener uh, from 94WIP, from WFAN in New York, and from the Burrs 365 podcast on Jacob Media with our buddy John McMullen, it's Jody McDonald. Jody, how are you?
1: I'm doing tremendous, gentlemen. How about you two? See, Jody's going to do us a favor. He's going to get a sweep. He's going he's to bring back. Do me a favor, Jody. <laughs> uh, are you telling me you'll bitch if they win two out of three, Kern? Oh, I won't bitch if they lose. If they win one, because
2: they're still very much in it with the easiest schedule. Go and and Degrom's sitting there. You know he ain't going to pitch again or whatever. No, I, they, they did what, look, they did what they had to do in Washington against a double-A team, and like three of the wins were in the last inning because Washington has nothing, but they did what they had to do. But think about this. Five days ago, we were talking about how bad this team was after they lost the first two in Pittsburgh, and that's what this team is. They, they might win the division, they might get there, but it's still in many, many ways a flawed team, and that's okay. They play It's like playing in the NFC Eastern football. You you always have a chance, Well, and, and they do.
0: And, and, Jody, that was going to be my first question to you. If I put a gun to your head right now and say, who wins this division, Phillies, Mets, or Braves, who are you taking?
1: And I'm glad you added the Braves into it because sure. uh, Philly fans have had their eyes looking upward, as they should to try and catch in the Mets, and they're only a half a game back. But, oh, by the way, the Braves are only a game behind the Phillies, and they played better. Both the Phillies and the Mets did well by adding key pieces at the trade deadline. Gibson's already coming in and giving the uh, Phillies a good start. It's been interesting to see the way Joe Girardi has chosen to use Ian Kennedy so far. That was a little weird uh, yesterday. I was actually okay with him bringing in for uh, just a couple of outs to get him used to it, to get him uh, being a Philly. Uh, he hasn't blown a save yet, so that was the main thing they got him for was to be quote-unquote, the closer. He hasn't closed anything yet either. But uh, So I'm still very much in the prove-it stage with Ian Kennedy. But the general manager slash president did the right thing, upgraded the talent here. And if you don't think that has a mental effect on the players on the team, well, then you haven't watched the Phillies rip off these five straight wins. It's because they – Saw that the team was committed to competing this year and giving them a shot to win the wild card, and they've rallied together as a group under Girardi to win five games in a row and give themselves a fighting chance.
0: And, and you know, the one thing I think people overlook today is the first day that the Braves wake up above 500 this season. They have not been above 500 one day until today, uh, and obviously they went to St. Louis and beat up on. But but Jody, the one set of numbers I want to throw at you. The Braves had 29 games remaining against the Marlins, Nationals, Rockies, Orioles, and Diamondbacks. Okay? 12 of the Knicks, 15 are against those types of teams. They only had the Reds in there. Phillies play 14 to 17 against the Mets, Dodgers, and Reds, and the Padres. Like teams that would basically be playoff contenders. And the Mets had the Dodgers, Phillies, and, and Giants all coming up. The schedule for the next three weeks really favors Atlanta, and that's why I think you have to throw the Braves in there. Maybe he's the bigger threat than even the Mets at this point.
1: Could very well be, and the Mets, will will learn that much more about the Mets when I come to town for three games starting tonight. I'd like to say that the Mets are handicapped because Francisco Lindor is out of the lineup, but truth be told, Lindor wasn't having a great year to begin with, certainly not equivalent to the kind of contract that he signed. They went out and got Javi Baez, and Baez is homered twice since they went and got him. No, it's the Met pitching has come back down to earth. You lose Jacob DeGrom entire month of September, uh, August, may or may not be back by September. Taiwan Walker, who was a legit all-star this year, I had no problems with him making the all-star, all of a sudden looks like he's nothing special whatsoever. We'll get to see Marcus Stroman this week, whose ERA just keeps ticking up and ticking up and ticking up. It's getting close to four now. The Mets starting pitching is a question mark. As much as we got on the Phillies all year for, well, yeah, they got Wheeler, who's great. They've got Nola, who's solid. All right, Kevin Cooney's not an ace. I'll admit to that. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Thank you, Jody. (laughs) Zach, Zach Eflin, when capable of pitching, if he gets healthy, and he's supposed to be healthy pretty soon, is a solid three. That's what he is. He's a solid three. Well, they go out and get Gibson, and they add him. They are going to try and stretch out Suarez to become their fifth starter. They're not throwing Vince Velasquez out there anymore. They're not throwing Matt Moore out there anymore. The Phillies pitching, and if if DeGrom's out of the Mets rotation, Philly's starting pitching is better than the Mets. And Spencer Howard, you're not throwing out there anymore
2: either. It's like the same thing. I will say this, Kevin. The Phillies now have put themselves in a position, at least to me, if they don't win this division, whether it's to the Braves or or you know, a depleted Braves team or the Mets, I think the fans are really going to – because I think right now everybody in Philadelphia thinks they're going to win the division. It's changed in the last couple of weeks to where, oh, maybe they can. Make, and I think – so now I think there's some pressure on them, and there will be pressure on them going forward. I don't know that will hurt them, not hurt them. I have no idea. But to me – Right now, the Phillies. If you're asking me, and I, everything Jody said about the Braves, I agree with. There's no doubt about it. The Phillies should win this division, and if they don't, then they got to take a hard look at themselves. Three years and they, and the lineup's starting to hit now, where you know Bryce Harper, you know and maybe he's an MVP candidate. Who knows? But to me, they better not lose this division.
0: Jody, Bryce Harper, and Mike brought him up. Uh, since July first, three fifty six average, five homers, nineteen RBIs, and a four sixty nine on base percentage. Um, entering Friday, Harper's always been a streaky guy, but this is his best streak since he's come here. Would you agree?
1: I would absolutely agree. And the amazing thing about it is, I, I'm an old school guy. I think all three of us are old school guys, and mm. I like analytics in baseball if they're melded correctly with the ability to judge a player with your two eyes. Um, I think it's one of those things that people feel the need to get the opposite ends of the spectrum, either analytics stink. And why do we do it? It's played by men. It's on the field. Well, no, it's good added information that you can use to make decisions. And then you got the nerds who say, I can figure out everything by, uh, just crunching numbers. Well, no, you can't. You need to be able to evaluate by watching what goes on in the field. I'm an old school guy. RBI still count to me. And I still think that's an important stat. And batting third in this lineup with guys getting on base enough. Bryce should have more RBIs than he does. He just broke 40 yesterday. And we're more than two-thirds of the way through the season. It's so weird because he's been so good. You're right. Certain numbers Kev, point to the fact that we should maybe be talking about this guy as an MVP candidate but how can you have an MVP candidate batting in the middle of a lineup who's going to finish with 63 RBIs? And they all it co- doesn't make any sense. Yeah,
0: and you're right. And by the way, in those games that Harper has played since July 1st, Phillies are 19-11. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you look at this, the, the, the RBI numbers are weird, and, and, and I, I, don't quite, I don't quite know what to reconcile it with because, you know, for a stretch, maybe you say, well, guys in front of him weren't getting on. Well, now with Segura getting on, yeah. And, and, and their lineup, he should be getting more RBI opportunities, but he, but he hasn't. And, and and let me bring this to Mike. I mean, Mike, you know, the Harper, I think a lot of Harper's Philadelphia legacy is going to depend, kind of what you said, on this is year three, and if you fall short for a third straight year, it's fairly you're not going to fall on Bryce Harper's, uh, on Bryce Harper's uh, resume here in the city.
2: don't think it'll all fall on him i think people are smart enough to understand that the team around him hasn't always been you know and still is necessarily that kind of team but yeah if you're getting if you're the guy and 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 i understood why he got all the money three years ago and why they had to sign somebody like him again and he's still got 10 more years or you know
0: six or seven more good years with the the injury issues and everything yeah
2: yeah but i mean i i think Yes. It's always going to fall on your best player and he is their best player. I mean, Rio is one of the best catchers in baseball. I get it. So yeah. And it's good to see him responding like this, but he could be really good. And if Hoskins stinks and, 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 uh, Boehm stinks and, and McCutcheon never comes back, it, it might not matter. So yeah, I think it's one of those deals where other guys have to look at him and say, Hey, look what Bryce is doing. And he's got to kind of lift them up a little bit and, We'll see what happens over the last two months. It, it'll be great if it happens because then he'll become you know, a big fan favorite. But I, I, they're not winning the World Series this year, so I'm not no. really like thinking in terms of that. I just think it would be a huge step for them to get to the postseason for the first time in a decade, even in a horrible division.
0: Jody, let me ask you about the manager um, who took another knock yesterday. I mean, I'm sure you heard your buddy Angelo this morning who, uh, who – absolutely blistered him for having archie bradley in the game in the ninth inning uh as opposed to to going to ian kennedy uh and the explanation he gave was it seems like every move maybe it's strange to me because he was a manager in a major market but every move girardi has made feels like it's just been the wrong one to this point a- am i overreading this or not
1: Uh, Sounds to me like both you and Angelo are overreading it. I think Girardi has done a fine job with this team this year. Not perfect. I don't even know that I'd get to great. But I would certainly say good because he's in charge of the entire team. It's not all just about when does he pull the starting pitcher. Should he have gone two more batters with the starting pitcher? Exactly what order should he have brought the relievers in? That's a big part of a manager's responsibility. I'm not trying to downplay that, but... On games where you're getting a lot of runs, like they did yesterday, he put the lineup card together, right? Right. It was his decision to put the lineup together. People just take for granted everything a manager gets right. When a guy gets something right, well, you're supposed to get it all right. But if you make one mistake, well, that's the only thing that we need to pay attention to because it could have been done differently. I I just think the way that managers are looked at in baseball is so unfair that and and Joe Girardi's not the first. It's all managers in all cities at all times. Everybody could do a better job managing. I think Girardi has been fine. Did did uh, I, I'll say the same thing to you and Angelo that I have been saying on my calls the last couple of nights. Did I miss something or Did the Phillies win the game? <laughs> well, no, but but. Uh, they get, won the game. So Archie I, Bradley came in and got the last three outs and got the save, and the Phillies made it five in a row. What the hell was Joe Girardi thinking? Okay, How but, the hell? All oh, right. they won the
0: game. But but let's also be honest here, okay? This was a – maybe because he's not what we pictured him in New York. Everybody pictured his bullpens in New York, and, yes, he had Mariano for a long time, but and he had Chapman later. But he also had a pretty steady 7th and 8th inning guy that he kept going to day after day after day. And he was very structured in his bullpen setup. He has not been structured in this bullpen setup. Part of it's because of the tools he's had. But, yeah. but, but when you appear to get a closer, I think people expect that you use your closer in that spot.
1: Well, again, appear to get a closer. It's been eh, happenstance has had something to do with this. The first day, and I don't know this, and no one has ever commented on this, it it seemed weird that he brought him into a blowout game the way that he did, Uh his first availability with the Phillies. I think he hadn't thrown in a couple days. I'm guessing he said to Joe, listen, I'd like to get out there so Girardi said, all right, let me put him into a game. It's going to be a, a quick inning." He gave up a two-run homer, which he, nobody wanted to see or nobody was banking on, but he got him into a game. And he also next didn't have game. a lot of
0: closing situations in Texas because the Rangers stink. Yes, I get it.
1: Exactly. So uh, he just wanted to get him into a game, and the next time he wants to bring him in, again, it's a non close situation. Is he supposed to not use him? If the guy wants to get into a rhythm and start to pitch, and he didn't have the chance to do what he wanted to do in Texas, Girardi has managed within what he wants to do with Kennedy, what Kennedy wants, and the situation of the game. And they don't always line up perfectly. That Joe wants to use him one way, Kennedy wants to use him another, and the game dictates that. Oh, it's the closer, and let's get him into this perfect yeah. situation. He hasn't. He's finished three games so far. Uh, that's all I care about. He hasn't blown any leads. How many blown leads have we seen here in Philadelphia this year? Yeah, right. uh, Kennedy has not blown any so far, so I don't know why Kennedy and/or Girardi should be coming under scrutiny. Joe, you, you covered or you followed Girardi a lot more closely than we
2: did for a decade because you do a lot of stuff up in New York. Is he to you what you've seen so far managing any differently? Because. I get the feeling people in Philadelphia keep saying, "Well, he's managing differently. He's not the Girardi that we thought we were getting." Well, I, like I didn't see him enough in New York to know, and I know he had Mariano's, but is he pretty much the same guy with just a
1: different cast of characters? Uh, in a word, yes. Okay. I don't think Girardi's changed. I don't think his philosophy has changed. I don't think the way he looks at the game has changed. He's working with different people uh, mm-hmm. now. Some people don't like when general managers get involved with making day-in, day-out suggestions. Some go so far as to basically write out the lineup every single day. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think I think Brian Cashman was more hands-on yeah. in New York than either Matt Klintak and or Dave Dombrowski or anyone else has been here in Philadelphia, and I don't have a problem with Girardi being the main guy making decisions. I, I think he's done it the same way he did it in New York. Yeah, the Yankees had more talented rosters most years. Mm-hmm. Now they only won one World Series. Unfortunately, it was over the Phillies, but uh, they won one. And a bunch of years, you would say they underachieved, and that's why Joe was uh, eventually given his walking papers. But yeah, I think he was working with more talented teams in New York. But his just general overall philosophy and way of handling teams, I think it's uh, exactly the same as when he was a Yankee.
0: Okay, Jody McDonald joining us, Jody. It- you brought up Aaron Nola, so I'm going to bring him up. Um, is you were you're a big Aaron Nola guy? I think yes. you, you were a big Aaron
1: Nola guy, and I think well, you—I still am. I think he'll get back to ace-like status, but I have to be honest. I have to uh, judge what I've seen with my own two eyes. He has been nowhere close to pitching like he's had ace-like performances, but they're like one out of every five starts, which well. isn't enough for an ace. But I guess the
0: question is, why hasn't, you know, we we mentioned, you and I talked about this earlier in the year, his September numbers are awful, okay, over the last couple of years. um You know, yesterday in a game, you know, they give him an early lead, and he, you know, uh, Kevin Franzen mentioned on the radio broadcast, he, he he's become curveball happy. He's really like, overly throwing the curveball and the bell home run was one that was a hanger um what is it what are you seeing with him right now
1: yeah i don't think he's got the confidence level that he needs in his fastball because his fastball location hasn't been great yeah it was a curveball that bell hit out yesterday but he's his fastballs have been hit too huh. uh, and i think he's just trying to here's the one thing where i'll be critical of him and this goes with Chichi Riamuto too, because anytime a starting pitcher takes the hill with Rio Muto behind the plate, you know that it's a collaborative uh uh-huh. type effort. That uh I don't even think Zach Wheeler blatantly shakes off Rio Muto. If Rio Muto's calling something, most times they're on the same page. And when Nola was at his best in the games, that he's pitched uh complete games and shutouts, it's been the same exact procedure between he and Rio Muto. I think his confidence is shaken in his uh, fastball location right now, that he can't throw it where he wants to throw it. So in game, he's trying to use pitches that haven't been hit or pitches that he feels good with. And I think you need to play the result game a little bit more as you're going on. And like yesterday, he didn't get touched up till the fourth. They had three uh, scoreless to start. And then he got a little curveball happy, and he paid the price for it. Uh, I put that on him, uh, majoritively. Uh, but that's also on Riyamuto. He's got to be able to uh, tell him, listen, I, I know you threw a bad fastball here, but you can't just give up on the fastball. Uh, your your career has been based more on good fastball movement and location more than anything else. I think uh, every once in a while, JT's got to get in his ear and tell him. Uh, if he, if he's got to go out to the mound and tell him uh, forcefully, uh, no, we, we're we leaning too much on one certain pitch.
0: And it's strange, but I think part of the reason, it, it, you know, we talk about the mound visit thing, and we kind of chuckle about it in the press box, a couple of us. That's where the biggest impact of the mound visits are. You can't have a catcher, basically, unless it's an urgent, urgent thing, take that out of the, the, the coach's pocket. And I think that's what's happening here. I, Real Muto has not been able to go out and really get his guys calmed down, and I think that's really hurting Ola more than anybody else, but that's me. Oh, no. I do agree. Um, uh, let me switch to the Eagles. Um, one, do you believe Do you believe the opening day quarterback of this team is on the roster right now?
1: Yes, because I don't think there's any way that a deal gets done. I know there was a report out there yesterday, Mike Tapasso, who's a CBS guy, and we were supposed to have him on Birds 365, and he had something pop up that he couldn't do it. I don't know. Uh, the, the, grassy knoll group will say yeah he didn't want to come on because his, his uh, report was crap i don't know if it was or wasn't but uh i just don't see deshaun watson being traded anywhere if he is traded i would bet eagles above and beyond all other teams but i just don't think he's going to get traded so yes the quarterback of the eagles opening day will be uh jalen hurts and we discuss this on birds 365 today I get Nick Sirianni's overall mantra of everything's a competition, that he wants everyone compete every, every day, every snap, the minimum amount amount of snaps that they have because they always shut down practice 75 after about minutes. 70 minutes. Yeah. But every snap is a competition, and you have to have that mindset. And you have to, well, but at some point you're gonna. I guess Wednesday of next week when they play their Thursday opener against the Steelers. We're going to have to find out. Maybe he's going to wait till they line up on the field for the National Anthem before he's – we're going to have to see with our own eyes that Jalen Hurts is going to go out and take the first snap. What are we really accomplishing by not admitting that Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback of this team? We get it. We know what you said, Coach. You're competition, competition, competition. But we laugh in the fact that they've had eight practices and he has taken every snap with the ones. Every single one. Eight straight days, Jalen Hurts goes out there with the ones. We might not be the brightest town, but we figured this one out. Jalen Hurts is going to be the starting quarterback. Why don't you go ahead and say it? Mike? I want Joe Flacco. I'm I'm a big Joe Flacco (laughs) fan. You
2: know, it's funny, Jody, because I'm of the belief that you – I'm going to give Nick Sirianni the whole year. He he has every benefit of the doubt in my book. It's his first year. It's his first time being a coach. I'm going to do the same thing with Jalen Hurts. But I just have a feeling at some point, Somehow, some way, there's going to be a Deshaun Watson, unless God forbid that story breaks out so bad that he's toxic and you can't. But every fiber in me says that Howie Roseman wants to get Deshaun Watson. I think he wants to, but I don't think he can. Yeah, I I don't think can I because can. of can because of what he has to wait to see how this plays
1: out. Yes, that, that okay. we need we need more information. uh, Jeff Lloyd's got a track record, and his track record is he's a forgiving individual. He believes in second chances. He brought Michael Vick in when there was an uproar that Michael Vick was going to be the Eagle quarterback. He did it. He lived through it. The Eagles survived. People still are all Eagle fans. Uh, Deshaun Watson said some very stupid anti Semitic things. Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. uh, What'd I say? Deshaun Watson. Oh, my bad. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. Deshaun Jackson. Wrong Deshaun. <laughs> my bad. Uh, Deshaun Jackson said some anti-Semitic things. And Jeff Lurie asked him to take some actions to prove that he was cognizant of what he said was wrong and unfair and not to be tolerated. But he kept him on the team. He didn't, he didn't move on from him. He didn't cut him. He didn't run him out of town. So I get it that we're working with an owner who's already shown that if you, in the way that he dictates, make amends for what you do, he's willing to give guys second chances. I think the Eagles will go down that same road with Deshaun Watson again. They don't know what he needs to say uh, he's sorry for, or what he needs to make amends for. We need more information before they pull the trigger on this deal, and I don't know when or if that information is coming. So until then... Jalen Hurts is going to be the quarterback of this team.
0: Well, and the other part, too, is you don't know when the NFL is going to step in and and maybe pull him onto the exemplist or or suspend him or whatever. I mean, he may not get charged criminally, but he still may have a fairly lengthy NFL suspension when this is all over.
1: Right. So uh, I think if, let's say, uh, Howie Roseman got on the uh, phone within the next 20 minutes, calls the Houston Texans general manager, and they agreed to a deal what it what the deal will be will be significantly less than if uh, we had never heard of issues with masseuses with Deshaun Watson. If you're just judging yeah. Deshaun Watson, what he's accomplished, what his contract is, his age, put all those things in the mix. Yeah, you're looking at four number ones uh, or three number ones and a starting player somewhere thereabouts. If the Eagles accepted the trade right now, if they went to and made a trade – I think the payment would be a lot less, but number one, he wouldn't be able to play. I think that the team, uh, I think that the league would act before we get to the first game of the season, the league is going to act. They're going to do something. They're either going to uh, suspend him or put him on the commissioners list, or whatever they can't let it would be unfair to do to the Texans and say, well, you just have to have him on the roster, but you can't play him." So something's going to happen between now and the beginning of the season. And that's when the Eagles might jump in and act. And that's, why they may, that's when they may make an offer and try and get him for 60 cents on the dollar. I don't think it happens before that.
2: Is, is it weird, and maybe I'm reading this totally wrong, like what baseball's done with Trevor Bauer in stepping in right away, and I understand the circumstances are a little different, that the NFL now, this, I mean, this story's been out there for a couple months at least, right? Oh, it's, that nothing has, that the, that the NFL hasn't, Done anything, but you think Jody? They're waiting till
1: right before the start of the season to do something. I think that's the earliest that anything could possibly happen. Okay, because okay. I, I, I know that it's this situation impacts all thirty-two teams. Well, it impacts one a hell of a lot more than any other, and that's right. the team that he's on. Right, uh, right, be it the Texans, and or if he gets traded to whatever his new team is. Hmm. I don't think they'll just leave him out there to dry. I think they have to take a a, a stance. If I'm pred- predicting it, 95%, for me, it's going to be the commissioner's list because I don't think they want to actually suspend him because there is still a possibility that all these accusers are just making this up out of whole cloth, and they don't want to suspend him for something that he didn't do. Right. But if you put him on a commissioner's list, yes, you're actually hurting him because everybody likes to play, but you're not taking money out of his pocket. You're so at least, at least you're paying him.
2: Do you think the Eagles – given the fact he's 24 or 25, whatever he is, and, okay, you figure you got him for a decade, would the Eagles be willing to trade for him knowing that he might sit out half a season? or not, And look at this as something for next year and beyond. Would you think the Eagles would be, given their quarterback situation, would be willing to do that?
1: Yes, I, do. I absolutely do. And an okay. interesting sidelight to that is, would Jalen Hurts be in the trade? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's, yeah. he's a Houston kid. Yeah. They took Mills as their potential future quarterback going forward. So if they think Mills is good enough, they still like him. They've seen him now several weeks in practice. They might have an opinion. They might say, listen, uh, no, thank you. We, we we don't need a quarterback. We'd rather have more picks. Give us a player something like that. Or they might say, yeah, oh, you don't like Jalen Hurts? Well, we'll take Jalen Hurts. So that will have a, an impact on where the Eagles go. Who's going to be the quarterback? If you trade for Jalen Hurts, but he can't play for six games, eight games, twelve maybe it's the whole season. Maybe they tell him, Listen, you don't have him at all this year, but next year we'll know that the legal proceedings have gone through and the like. You can bank on building your team around and being your starting quarterback opening day, twenty twenty two. Yeah, unless he's I think in jail. go down that road. Yeah, yeah. Unless he's in jail.
0: Kern always <laughs> says that I'm Kern always says I'm a hater on Howie Roseman and I, I plead guilty. You're, you're allowed to be, Kevin. It's okay. Um but you look at this, okay, what, where I'm, I'm kind of having a tough time wrapping my hands around is you drafted Jalen Hurts last year in the second round, okay? And granted, you knew you had Carson Wentz there and you were looking for an insurance policy, and I get that. And then the Wentz thing falls, falls apart. So basically, in your second-round draft pick, you drafted a guy that you really didn't think could be a starter in this league? which is well, everything that the Eagles are giving off with Jalen Hurts gives me that vibe of he's not a starter. Well, then you're admitting you screwed up your second-round pick.
1: Fair? Um, not quite, because a second-round pick is not a second pick in a draft. Carson Wentz was the number 2 overall pick. Jalen Wentz was 40-something, 50-something. What was his... J- 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 uh, the, Jalen Hur- Jalen Hurts Jalen
0: Hurts was 43rd I think I'm off the top of my head
1: I think, but, yeah I think it was. I think but it was but the, the idea, back end of the But the you could have you could have
0: helped your your starting quarterback get more skills around him as opposed to to do it you know
1: what I mean that's where I'm I'm, I'm lost uh, No I'm perfectly fine with where they're at with Jalen Hurts they took him to be a backup he got thrown into the mix cuz Carson Wentz was The thirty-fourth best quarterback in a thirty-two team league in the NFL last year. Yeah. So they were forced. They forced fed him in with four games to go. We don't even want to get into the whole why Nate Sudfeld play thing, but um, he did get a chance to play, and he showed a little something, something. But he didn't wow us. We didn't go, oh my god, what a find, holy mackerel, that's one of the greatest draft picks ever to get him in the second round. Are you kidding? No, he was okay. He flashed a little. He showed that he's got learning to do. That's where we're at. They're they're not ready to commit to him for 10 years. I don't know that they're ready to commit to Carson Wentz for 10 years, his second year in the league. Um, So I I think the the Eagles have handled Jalen Hurts for the most part, projecting over the life of his Eagle career here. I think it's been fine.
0: When is it fair to declare Andre Dillard a bust?
1: Yesterday. (laughs) Unfortunately, Mr. Kern may be right. Uh, my partner, Johnny Mack on Birds 365, has been clinging to the fact that the Eagles want Andre Dillard to win that competition. That Howie Roseman knows if he is deemed a bust by Mike Kern, Kevin Cooney, Jody McDonald, and most of the Eagle Nation. It's not going to wear well for Howie. No. So Howie would prefer to see Andre Dillard win it but it hasn't been close. At least the reports from training camp are that my lot has been one of the better players out there. And Dillard's been one of the worst players out there that makes the decision of the head coach pretty damn easy. And if Howie Roseman thinks he can uh, just slam dunk Andre Dillard down the throat of Nick Sirianni as his starting left, left tackle, that's not going to be a good start to the relationship between those two. Uh, Cause I, I kind of trust, Every reporter. There are some eagle reporters that I don't trust, I don't like, and most of them are great. Every once in a while, I think a guy's misguided. If you want to say it's a group of 12 or 14 or 16, put Cooney in, don't put Cooney in, however you want to do it. Right. It's 16 out of 16 who say that my lot has outplayed him to this point. How can you possibly think about starting Dillard? It can't happen. It shouldn't happen. I'm saying it won't happen. And if he's not going to be your starter – you're keeping him around just to be the backup for my Uh, They'd probably rather have an offensive lineman with a little flexibility, which still it has shown he doesn't have. Uh, I had Brandon Lee Gouten on my show, and he said, Jody, if you ask me, he should not make the team. And if they end up cutting this guy three years after they moved up in the first round to get him, a- I'm sorry. That's a lot of egg that Howie Roseman's going to have to pry off his face.
0: Yeah,
2: what, well, speaking pro- of egg. Yeah. Is
1: Ortega Whiteside ever going to do anything in this
0: town nope. or Rager? I'm not there with Rager yet because it's only his second year. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not I mean, good when you're you failing not. conditioning drills and and your coach that, is chewing Kevin. your ass out. Is, is Dillard and Whiteside
2: is is like another, They were both in the same draft, weren't they?
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That so that's a wasted. Again, to your point, Kevin, about you know the general manager. I mean, that's a wasted. Drift and you had to take Rager the next year because you took Whiteside the year before that. I, I mean not good. And they had to take
1: Devonta this year because they took Rager That's last, later last That's year. Right. That's exactly it's a vicious right. cycle.
0: What's realistic to think about? Uh, what's a realistic goal for this team this year?
1: Jody? Um in what way? Um, there's a a couple different ways I can answer that question. If you're just talking about purely wins and losses... Let's start with that. Okay. Realistically, I think you should set the bar at a minimum of... The the low end would be six. They were 4-11-1 last year. You got an extra game, so you need to win at least six because that's 6-11, and so it'd be the same amount of losses as last year. High end for me is 9. I I even with 17 games I don't see this as a 10 and 17. Could they win 9? Yeah, if Daniel Jones is as bad as I think he is, if uh the Redskins were to lose a key defensive guy, if Dak isn't Dak, uh yeah, I I think the Eagles could it's not impossible that they win this division at 9 and 7. I think there's. if you get to 10 in this division, you're a lock. Anybody gets 10 wins in this division, there will not be two 10-win teams. No chance, no shot, no way. It's not that good a division. So if you're at 9, you're in the mix. Could the Eagles win 9 and go 9 and 8? Yeah, I think so. So I would say acceptable for me, improving from last year, but not as good as optimal. I'd say... If they play better end of the year, beating their division, they get off to a poor start because it's a new coach and uh, a lot of issues. And
0: their schedule up front's brutal.
1: That's what I mean. Uh, yeah. So they're finishing well. You could probably make an argument that seven and 10, they're improved. Um, I, I uh, on an optimistic side, Uh, found eight wins, but I readily admit that was optimistic. I do this, and I'm sure you guys have uh, heard me do this before, and I'll turn around and make you both answer the same question. If you have a number and they say to you it can't be that number, you got to go either up one or back one. So if I say eight, well, if it's not eight, Jody, is it going to be nine or is it going to be seven? I would back to seven before I would go to nine. So it was a very soft eight I was at as my uh, predict- prediction for the Eagles right now. Kevin, what would your number, if uh, you give me your stone-cold number, what is
0: it? Four.
1: Four, okay. Uh, it's not going to be four. Are you going back to three or up to five? Back. Really? Yeah. Damn, you think they're going to stink.
0: I, I, All I, right, I Kern, I, where are you at? I don't, tru- you I don't trust the offensive line. That's my
2: big problem, but go ahead. Okay. I- I'm about where you are, Jody. I-, I think I know the number I believe is six in Vegas. I would probably lean to the over, but it wouldn't be a a like a Stone Cold, yeah, they're gonna be over. Cause I think like the beginning of the schedule is so brutal that if they don't win a couple of those games that maybe they can, because there's some they can't. That if they get off to some kind of like a one and six start or something along those lines. I don't know how this team's going to react. Mm -hmm, True. I don't know how the town's going to react. I don't, you know, I don't know. But if they get out, maybe they're like three and four after seven or, you know, then you say, okay, you know, and they start playing their division opponents. Like you said, there's nobody in the division right now that wows me. Somebody might emerge to be the best team. But, yeah, I think they're going to be somewhere in that average to mediocre, however you want to describe it middle of the pack kind of thing.
0: See, I I disagree with you guys on one thing. I think that the division gets better. than It will be better than you guys think. I don't think there's going to be two 10-win teams. I agree with you. But I think the the level of play in the division, I think Rivera's doing a better job in Washington. Uh, You know, okay, he's got Ryan Fitzpatrick as his starting quarterback. It's not an ideal situation. But Fitzpatrick tends to make teams hang in there for a while. And I like Joe Judge. I, I'll I'll be the one guy who, who says I really like what Joe Judge their, has their done. Their
2: offensive there. line stinks, and their quarterback turns the ball over every other play. So I don't care what Joe Judge. He also is. has Joe Barkley.
0: Judge. He also has Barkley back for a full year, hopefully.
2: No, that's fine. we don't know that yet. Go, yeah, Barkley's leg could go out in week two. I mean, you know, but that's me, Kevin. I, I I don't. I'm not saying I don't like Joe. I'm not saying that Ron Rivera isn't doing a decent job. But most divisions, when you start off in the beginning of the year, you think you have to win, like, 12 games
0: nah, this to win one, the division. This one's 10. In this
2: division, that's not – but there's a lot of divisions. you got to win 12 games in a 17-game schedule to have a chance. I can name you, like, three or four divisions where, that. you know, the NFC South, the NFC North, the NFC West. Uh, I mean, you know, could I go on? There's others. So the Eagles are in the one division where 10 wins could maybe get you the division. Probably would
1: be – that's oh, all. 10 I'm wins will get you to division. Nobody yeah. else is getting 10. If you get 10, you're a lock to win the NFC East, in my estimation. Can
0: Dallas get the 10 if Prescott's not f- fully healthy?
1: Not the way they looked last night. I know a preseason game. Yeah. I didn't know 90% of the Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I was just going to say, how much How much Troy did you Adrian watch of that last night? How about them Cowboys? Easily, easily <laughs> the most entertaining thing of last night's game was. And we're going to go to Dak Prescott via Zoom because he's not here with the team. He's back in California. He didn't even get on the plane. They're protecting him so much. So, uh, no, I don't think – I think the Dan Quinn hire was a good one. Yeah, Certainly I Certainly better than the stiff they had uh, Mike Nolan, defense coordinator last year. Right. And uh, I think Parsons will help. Uh, so, I think their defense will be better than it was last year. Do I think it's the top half of the defense in the NFL? No shot. Uh, it, it might be bottom third rather than uh, one of the last two or three, but yeah, no, I don't. No, I don't see the Cowboys as I see them as a uh, eight or nine win team too. No way they went there. And, and one thing about Washington, Kevin,
2: and I agree with you about Fitzpatrick. I but what? How many playoff games has he played in his life?
0: Uh, that would be zero.
2: Like like zero. Okay, and Smith, I believe, was like six and one as a starter with them when he was playing. So. I don't necessarily think the up the upgrade. I'm going to use that word to Fitzpatrick is necessarily makes them like a 10 11 win team. And I like Brown Rivera. I love what he's done with their defense. But that team, when I look at it, doesn't like scare me. Joe, so, you know
0: that's Did, all I'm saying. Jody, since you and I may have been the only two watching that entire thing last night, <laughs> um, I found oh, I man. found it weird. I thought Bradshaw asked the proper question about the shoulder and the rotator cuff on Prescott, and he danced big time around it. Oh, yeah. Which ought to really, if I'm a Cowboy fan, I'm scared to death right now with that. And,
1: and, could be. Yeah, and they, again, uh, I, I laughed, but it, if you're a Cowboy fan, it should be worrisome. He didn't even get on a plane. No. Yeah. They, they leave him at home. It's the yeah. and a lot of people were there. It's the Hall of Fame. What's Dak's goal in life? To get to the Hall of Fame. It's every football player's goal in life to get to the Hall of Fame. Your team's playing in the Hall of Fame game. You can go stand on the sideline. They're so worried about him. They tell him to stay in Oxnard. Not even in Dallas. They're in their training camp. Yeah. Did he go to win an Outburger before he went on <laughs> TV last night? I need to know these things. Yeah, you got some concern if you're a Cowboy fan. Who Who is their backup? if I may ask. Oh, those that played last night were Cooper Rush, Ben DiNucci. Do you remember Ben DiNucci yeah, against the Eagles me. last year? Oh, Ben that. played some quality time. <laughs> and Dale Gilbert were the three quarterbacks last night. For Let the me East ask you a question. Who's better, Ben DiNucci or Sudfeld? Is Sudfeld in the league this year? Yes, he is. Well, maybe, maybe not. He is in the uh, 49ers camp. I don't think he's going to be taking time from Jimmy G. I don't think he's going to be taking time from Trey Trey Lance. Lance. Between you and me, I'm not sure he's going to take time from Josh Rosen. So Rosen and Sudfeld are battling it out for the third quarterback spot. I I, I kind of like
0: Rosen's shot in that
1: one. (laughs) I don't like Rosen either. And that's that's one I keep reminding everybody because some people thought he should have been the second or third pick in a draft. I said, no, he's not even close. Uh, "Quote unquote." This is one I take credit for. He, I'll take Lamar Jackson over uh, Josh Rosen. And man, did I get crushed by some people? You know, so one of them, one of them's got an MVP, and the other one's fighting for his life to stay in the league.
0: Josh Rosen was a yeah. Gus Johnson creation. <laughs> G- Josh Rosen was a, a Gus Johnson creation because Gus Johnson gushed over every Josh Ro- Rosen game that he did at UCLA, and people thought he was. Way better than he was. But that's my own opinion. Jody McDonald. You guys,
1: you guys know I'm a little bit of a draft, Nick. And I've got yes. a lot of friends who are uh, uh, very much into uh, covering the draft and scouting and stuff like that. Rosen was really highly rated coming out of high school. He was probably the top... Uh, recruit in college football the year he came out of high school, which is nice. And some people have long memories and they still turn back the clock and say, Well, when uh, I saw him when he was 17, he was great. <laughs> My God, he's still great. No, he's not. It's like- he had a mediocre career at UCLA. You're right. Gus Johnson tried to make him more than it was worth. People uh, just misevaluated Josh Rosen this past year.
0: That's like people with Ben Simmons, based on Ben Simmons' yeah. high school. Uh- Um, All right. I'll ask it. He's a
1: three-time
2: all-star.
0: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Jody, uh, last question on the way out. I'll ask you about Ben Simmons. Is he a Sixer opening night, and how awkward would it be if if he was?
1: Uh, I'm a fan of Dalmore. I thought that that was a huge addition when they picked him up last year, and I Liked what he did in his short term coming aboard late in the offseason. Getting Seth Curry was a really smart move. Um, The moves that he made in season, playing the roster game with Doc Rivers, I think were very good. I think that he has misplayed this Ben Simmons offseason horribly. Horribly. Now, readily admit, I don't know. I'm not sitting in a room. But if you believe the reports are out there and what they're actually asking, and what they're putting out there is a value of Ben Simmons, I think it's outrageously high. I'm a poker player too, and sometimes you bluff, and sometimes you open. You got you get eight nine suited, and you put in ten times the pot because you want to chase everybody off. I, I think he's bluffing here, and I think the rest of the league is looking at him going. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll give you four first-round picks for Ben Simmons. We'll give you four of our starters, supposedly asked for, from Toronto. No chance, no shot, no way. And, yeah, I think that now that all the free agents have signed and cap uh, flexibility is becoming a big part of this, I think he's going to be here game one. I think he will be in the starting lineup. And I think he will hear it from the fans. And Daryl Morey is going to have to answer why he couldn't move
0: and, and the thing, the report today that Simmons has stopped communicating with not just the Sixers but his Sixer teammates is not a good sign. Not a good
1: sign at all. So, and although uh, I told you I'm a Morey fan, I'm probably an even bigger Doc Rivers fan and I defended Doc Rivers to the nth degree this year when people were actually calling for it. It's like uh, calling for Girardi to be fired, which is ridiculous, and calling for Doc Rivers to be fired, which, in my estimation, is ridiculous. He mishandled Ben Simmons all year long. Uh, I, I love Doc, but... The whole, how dare we analyze the fact that he can't make a free throw? Yeah. We, we need to honor him. We need to put him on a pen. No, you need to kick him in the ass, Doc Rivers. <laughs> you need to get a hold of your young player and tell him what he needs to do to reach the paycheck that he's getting every single week. Uh, no, that's the one thing. I still love Doc, and I think he's a hell of a coach, but he, man- he mishandled uh, Ben Simmons all year long. Good luck handling him next year, Doc. Mike, final words for for no, Jody. I,
2: I just we should have Jody on more often. I I love having Jody. Jody's got fifteen Jody's jobs Jody's as it is. I mean, when I tune my radio on eleven o'clock at night before I'm going to bed to listen, when he's on, I'm a happy camper. So that's the be- best compliment I can give Jody is he doesn't talk to me. Ha- he's just Jody. And and <laughs> what? no no really, I'm serious. You don't try to be something you're not, and you're fair. And you have opinions, but you admit, like, hey, I might have got this opinion wrong or wh- whatever. And to me, like, that's why you've been in this business for so long, because the way you do it is the way everybody should do it. But that's me. So,
1: Mike, that's uh, very nice. Yeah, I appreciate the compliments. And yes, I will admit when I'm wrong. The ones every blue moon that it does come up. All right, Aaron Nola's not pitching like an ace yet this year. Yes, I do admit to it when I <laughs> get it wrong every. Went through a while. J- Jody.
2: But all you, are, all you try to do, Jody, is be Jody Mack. And I think if you try to be something you're not, the people see right through it the minute you do. So just yeah. keep being Jody
0: Mack. I, I, I don't know if I'm speaking out of school here, but I know the one legendary part of Jody that I don't think the general public knows is he is a world-class sprinter because during every commercial break that I've ever witnessed you,
1: you are able... To get out for that breath of fresh air. No, it has nothing to do with overall speed. Okay. I'm not a sprinter. Sprinter is just pure speed. It's dexterity. (laughs) Okay. It's the ability to make a quick move. It's just like I was when I was a basketball player. I was never fast, but oh, I was quick. I had quick hands. I had quick feet. I could get in front of somebody. You got to be quick. I'm quick, Kevin Cooney. You Not are fast, but quick. And thank you for noticing. You are quick, and you also have this
0: uncanny ability to be back as the bumper music is playing.
1: Oh, I got I got a great clock in my head. <laughs> thank you very much. That's, you've been doing it thirty years. You get a clock in your head. You don't That's even true. know that you have it. But I've got a good clock in my Not head. Timing,
2: timing is everything thing boys
0: that's right jody mcdonald uh from 94 wip wfam when when are you back on 94
1: uh that'll be monday and tuesday this upcoming week which we will be leading into the eagles first preseason game and i'll make one more prediction before i get out i'll be on tuesday night and Nick Sirianni still will not have named Jalen Hurts as a starting quarterback. He's gonna wait till the day of that first preseason game against the Steelers on Thursday. I hate to be
0: the printer on the uh, depth chart, depth chart flip cards uh, for the press box because Nick's not gonna name anybody at this point. So Jody, I appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot.
1: Guys, be good, hey, man. It was fun anytime you guys need yeah. me, all you got to do is ask. Jody McDonald, what you wish
0: for from uh, Birds three sixty five with John McMill McMullen and uh, ninety for WIP back with Mr. Kern right after this. Our thanks to Jody McDonald for joining us here on work on the beat. Uh, always fun to talk to Jody. Um,
2: I, I mean this sincerely Kevin. Because you've done, I know you You think very highly of Jody. Oh, absolutely. Little,
0: it's right. one of the rare people um, I get up now in the middle of the night to do
2: it. But, but of on. all the people that are on the air, and I like a lot of them. I, mean, I, I do too. Ray D, I'm getting some feedback. Okay, now I'm good. Okay. Uh, I think Ray D and Glenn on weekends are tremendous. Um, But Jody, to me, he just sounds like one of us. And... I, I don't know. Maybe it's just style. I mean, like, there's there's a lot. Like Robbie Ellis, I like. Yeah. Um, I, I could go on and on. I'm going to leave people out, so I don't want to keep doing that. But it's just, the, and he's been, do- and and you, when Jody's on, you know what you're getting. he's you know what, and he's very knowledgeable about so many things. It's the baseball. It's the horse racing. It's the, you know. Um, and when he doesn't know something, he's not afraid to admit I don't know. Well, and Jody
0: is. Jody's a throwback to the to the days when Sports Talk Radio focused on Sports Talk Radio. It wasn't, all, it wasn't all personality radio. And that's... Look, I understand that there are... Uh, Angelo is the best at, at mixing right. personality and sports talk. But Jody's got personality. Yeah, Jody he has does. personality. No, no, but I'm not saying, like, he doesn't have a personality, but I know what talking, talking about there. private life and <laughs> talking know. about other movies and, uh, and all that, Missinelli does it well. Um, you know, I, I think when you look at all this... That's where you know a lot of sports talk is gone, and yeah that's where there's the different it's a different medium I think than it was
2: the, the thing the that amazes me about Jody, and you would know more about this than I would the amount of different outlets he's on because oh. it used to bother me that that he would be on like the fan, and then six hours later I'd hear him in Philly, and I used to think that there was something wrong with that like it you because but now I just reckon and and he's got stuff on Sirius xs and he's got this and that. It is amazing but, how many outlets he's on.
0: But let's also be honest, and, and this is this is something, and I don't know if I'm talking out of school. Jody probably has a setup where he can do a lot of that stuff out of his home now, too. I
2: agree. No, so that's when he was traveling to New yeah, York, yeah, and that,
0: yeah, and that's something I think. You know, I think you see in a lot of you know, I, I know there's guys in this market who do national shows for CBS Sports right. Radio and all that where they do it a lot more from home because you don't need to go to it. But if
2: there is a harder working person in that business, nobody, you got to show them to me or her to me because I just don't know who it would be. And I'm sure there's somebody out there who does, you know, similar type thing. But, uh, when I hear Jody's voice on the radio, I just, I feel good. So
0: let me, uh, let me get back to a couple other things here. I want to get back to the Simmons thing. Um, Briefly, I don't, you know, the story is starting to bore me a little bit. Uh, but if he's not talking to Joel Embiid, if he's not talking to, if he's not taking phone calls from any of his teammates, is it a problem? Well, let's try to look at this from Ben's perspective.
2: Okay. Cause I don't think we do that a lot. We look at it from you're making $30 million. You should be this, you should be that. You right. should be whatever.
0: Shut up. And Last it, yeah.
2: December. They tried to trade him. Whether that would have been a good trade or not, we think it would have been because they would have got James Harden. (sighs) But they tried to trade him. Okay? So you've already told him once, basically, like, we'd be willing to move you in the right deal. Now the playoff thing happens. He takes the brunt of it. And I'm not saying he shouldn't have taken the brunt of it. But he was not the only reason they lost that series. Was he the most visible? Yeah, for sure. You had Joel not really playing well in the fourth quarters, whether it was his knee or not. Now he's playing tennis with Maury. So, I, yeah, but I don't think Doc had a great series. They blew 20-point leads in two games.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They lost three home games. But, okay, so Ben was the poster child for you stink from the foul line, you won't take a shot. Okay, I get all that. Now you're going to trade him again. He's out. So if you're Ben Simmons, a 25-year-old guy who's sensitive, and thinks he's great and has been told he's great his whole life, and says I'm a three time all star. I'm that's runner up in the. What do you like? What? How is he supposed to look at this?
0: Well, I, I think the one thing he, if I was advising Ben Simmons, I would say to deal with a little humility. Um,
2: but that's not in, that's not Ben. But
0: it's not him. Um, no. I would say don't post an Instagram video. But that's not yeah. him. Um no. You, you know, especially don't try to post up a six foot three guy, you know, who, who you know, basically is in a middle aged trainer and try to make it like people are going to, you know, fall all over it, uh, which he did, uh, I believe, on Wednesday. Um, look, it, 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 his teammates are not the ones who who bam mouth them. His teammates well, are not. The,
2: no, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, no, no, Joel no. Came out after game seven and sort of did. Sort of did. I
0: mean,
2: he sort of did. Okay, but you I don't mean, cut the court on everybody. Like, well, I'm just saying. Like, like, but we act like nothing. Look, should Ben have? Should Joe have said something? I'm not saying Joe shouldn't have. I don't mean it that way. But when you had nine turnovers in the game, where you, you know, maybe you got to like step back a little bit and say, hey, because I think one of Joe's problems is he thinks he's great. Yeah. And okay, you're great. You're not as good as Giannis. He just won, you know, a championship. That whatever. You can look at this many different ways. Uh, You know, it's like uh, Doc Rivers won a title 12 years ago um, and has blown 3-3-1 leads since then. So, you know, we can make cases about everybody. My biggest problem with Ben is Ben is good. There's no doubt about it. He brings things to the court. Has he regressed offensively? Absolutely. But he thinks he's an elite player. He does. Now, because being a league player, I don't know this. But he thinks he's one of those guys when he's really not. And I don't know. It's like Dick Girardi always talks about the Tim Thomas syndrome. Somebody went up to Tim Thomas at one point and said, Tim, you know, you could be so much better. And Tim looked at him and he says, I've made $110 million. Like, next question. Ben is making $30 million a year. He's going to sign at some point, probably an even bigger contract, whether it's here or somewhere, because some team will see him and say, Hey, he's now what we see is that he might not be that transcendental player that we thought he could be. Can he be? I'm beginning to think more and more that he won't because if you're not going to shoot the ball, Mm -hmm. that's a problem. Yeah. I don't care what else you bring to the table. So, but so Ben, I think, is basically saying, You don't want me, I'm going to be traded. And this is how you know, I'm going to react to it. And I don't agree with it, but I can understand from a 24 year old standpoint who's been told all his life he's the greatest thing since sliced bread, why he would react like this. He's got a $30 million home or $17 million home in LA. He's at Wimbledon with, a, with, a, with his girlfriend. Like, how's Ben Simmons' life so bad? It's not. It's not. So no. he's looking at you saying, hey, so I'm not going to talk to the Sixers. I'm not going to tell you. So what?
0: Again. Look, I understand if he wants Rich Paul and Clutch to, to end up rep, you know, having the conversations with Daryl Morey, that's fine. Uh, you know, I don't think he needs to talk to anybody w- within the front office. If he's, you know, Danny Green basically went to the math for him. If he's shutting people like that out, which is kind of what the report hinted today, yeah, but we don't know that for a fact. No, and, and, and there's a lot of there's a lot of bullshit going on right now with Absolutely. That's a lot of reports. Kind of, yeah, and that's why you kinda of gotta take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. But let's also be honest. If Ben Simmons thinks he's gonna win sympathy, he's not. So here's the dilemma,
2: Kevin. I don't think, and I think the Sixers think this. Maybe Ben thinks this. I don't know. Maybe Joel thinks this. That he can come here and play and be successful after what happened against Atlanta and all the things that have come out, the fact that they're trying to trade him, but I don't know that the Sixers are going to get what they want or what they think they should get. So therein lies the dilemma. If you're Daryl Morey and you can't get Damian Lillard, okay, and now you're getting to the end of the process. You're not going to trade with Toronto. You're not going to trade with the Warriors. You're not going to trade with Washington. Uh, like who else is there? Nobody. No, so you're not gonna trade with Chicago. Maybe, maybe Sacramento.
0: Maybe Sacramento. You trade him to and try to get Buddy healed. I don't know.
2: Yeah, and, but what I'm saying is, what does that do? If if you if you trade Ben Simmons and are not a better team after the trade, oh, you're you're, you're something's it. wrong. Yeah. So yeah. I think the Sixers are throwing all their eggs in the Damian Lillard basket, hoping that when Damian Lillard gets back from the Olympics, he'll go to Portland and say, you know what. I love Portland. But you know what? I looked at what L.A. did. I thought, we can't win. No. We can't finish more, better than seventh in this damn division or this conference. And he looks at it and says, you know, I could go play with Joel Embiid. And me, Joel, and Tobias, and Danny Green, and Seth, and Maxie, you know what? And Theibel, we could be okay. Now, some of those guys won't be there maybe if you figure out guy. But then again, what is Portland going to say to you? You know now if Damian Lillard goes up to Portland and says I want out if he pulls a James Harden, yeah okay maybe and maybe you ship off like four number ones and a, and Ben Simmons and and maybe either Thibault or Maxi and you make it happen and you have to make that trade because you have to take a shot at Damian Lillard mm-hmm. but other than that I, the Sacramento trade just does doesn't do a whole lot for me but I, you know. Because you are going to lose things without Ben but, Simmons.
0: You yeah, are. but to be um, on, but to be honest, you can't you can't have him here opening night. You no, can't. but you have to have a point guard. Yeah, you do. If you
2: if you let him go, I mean, if Damian Lillard if Damian Lillard going to be your point guard, I guess in today's NBA, he 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 might be. I guess.
0: Um, well, maybe. But I think, I, I think we would almost have to have another team in there to make it like a three team deal or something. Probably, but again, you're. you're, you're the Sixers' problem is they're not dealing
2: from a position of strength, no. because everybody saw what Ben Simmons was against Atlanta. Yeah, everybody saw that, and so they're not stupid.
0: No, that wasn't that wasn't a February night against Indiana, which could get lost on tape. That was something that was front and center, you know, and so the
2: Sixers it. can make it out that we're trading you a three time All Star, a great defensive player, and somebody, you know, Daryl Morey's tweet about, well, we're one of the best five five. I mean, how, how can you send out a tweet yeah. that says, with Ben in the lineup, we're one of the best teams in the NBA. Well, then why are you trading him? Yeah. Like, you know, it'd be like me saying to you, hey, Kevin, you know, uh, this uh, th- this guy in the Phillies is really good, man. Look at this, look at this. And you would say to me, well, Mike, why are you giving him to me?
0: Yep.
2: Well, I, I don't know, you know, because we don't want him anymore. Well, that's, you know, that's a problem. And the other problem the Sixers have is Tobias is a really nice player but he's not a $35 million guy yep. that everybody sitting down. He can be the third wheel, and that's wonderful. That's where Damian Lillard – I mean, I would love to see this team with Damian Lillard, Joel. You know, you're starting five. If, if you could not trade Maxi and or Fibel, and then you're going to add a piece maybe uh, – I don't know, because um, they're going to have salary cap restrictions at some point. I mean, yeah, you don't have Damian – and. Maybe for a few years. I, he's 31, I guess. But, man, I mean, you, you know, you, you think about that. That would get everybody excited in this town again because right now nobody's excited no. about that team because the Nets look like they're better. Miami's went out and made moves. Uh, Washington looked like they got a little better. I'm not saying they're better than the Sixers. I don't mean it that way. Atlanta, Atlanta's be-
0: status quo, but Atlanta was pretty good at the end of the year. Yeah.
2: I mean, it looks like every team in the East went out and did something, did something, whether it helps them or not. I I don't know. I still think the Sixers are one of the better teams in the East. But, you know, if, if, last year was such a – it was just such a disappointment. The way – if they had beaten Atlanta and gotten to the East Conference Finals and lost in six games at a box or whatever happened, people would have accepted it. People – they might not have been thrilled, but they would have accepted it. Yeah. They can't accept. And for Danny Green to come out and say, oh, well, you know. No, bullshit, Danny. Don't don't try selling Philadelphia on the fact that you were the number one seed and you lost three times at home to the fifth seed and and two games you blew a 26 and an 18-point lead and your your all-star guard shot 32% from the foul line and didn't shoot in the fourth quarter and passed up a dunk. Now, don't try to play that off in Philly. Play that off in Sacramento. It ain't happening. So... And 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 he better. If I was Danny Green, I'd apologize. I would say something to kind of say, "Hey, you know, I, I was talking. I was trying to defend my teammate, especially if Ben gets traded." Right. Um. But you know. But apparently, he's not getting traded anytime soon. Can you imagine if they start the season with Ben Simmons on the team? Won't be pretty.
0: Can you imagine training camp? Won't be won't be pretty. You that first think, that first, do you
2: really do you really if you're the Sixers?
0: Do you really want that type of
2: atmosphere no, surrounding your no, franchise?
0: No. You know, it's well, funny. We always talk about the fact that the Eagles own everything in this town. If Ben yeah. Simmons is here on media day, that'll probably own the town.
2: Well, if the Sixers got into the to the finals, you know, we would have went into next season. They would have been pretty big. Yeah. Um. But, you know, it's what you always say, Kevin. It's the optics.
0: Oh, the optics are awful.
2: The optics are awful. And look at how the Phillies optics have changed in five days because they beat the Nats four times and Pittsburgh once. It's amazing. Yeah. It's and by the way, the, like optics, the optics on Wednesday, the,
0: the optics on Monday could be a lot different than the optics today, too. Oh,
2: yeah. But I don't think the Mets are coming in here and sweeping them. I mean, the Mets, could the Mets win two? Perhaps. It'll probably go two to one. You know, the Phillies will probably win two, and they'll be in first place, you know, come Monday, and then they got to go to LA, right? No, LA um, comes here. Oh, LA comes here. Okay. And and the Phillies have been a good home team. Right. So I don't think that LA is going to come in and sweep them. No. But whatever. I'm just saying, is, it's amazing. And every game is life and death. Mm-hmm. Every game is life and death. And they've, God bless them, they've come through late in games. Yeah. Uh, but the Nats are a double-A team right now, and Pittsburgh's not much better. But that's not the Phillies' fault. No. And, and I know their September schedule, they play a lot of those kind of teams.
0: Yeah, so, they, they got to weather August. Um, yeah. Because but as I, as I mentioned... Cody, I think the, the, the Braves, ultimately,
2: even though the Braves have been decimated by injuries...
0: Braves are the favorite.
2: The, well, right now, it's funny. If you ask me right now, I think I'd make the Phillies the favorite. But, again, that could be based off, you know, what I've seen. And like you said, Noah hasn't pitched well in September in a few years. we got to see what Wheeler's like in September with all these innings.
0: Yeah. Because,
2: you know, he hasn't been quite the Wheeler and,
0: and in the last year need, And you're going to need Eflin back. If you don't get Eflin yeah. back, then then and, the, and we don't the trickle that, right? down effect. He's supposed that, right? to be back in the next week or so. But if you don't get Eflin back to where Eflin was pitching in right. April and May... And right. and that's just, it's his knee problem, right? Yeah, it's a knee problem. Yeah, it is. Yeah, well, which
2: affects. Yeah, which I still, I think it's. I think the Phillies look. The, the race is probably going to go right down to the wire. Yeah. And having said that, somebody will probably win by six games. But I'm still not sure that the Braves, without Acuna, and with some of the things that have happened to the rotation, can. I think they can make it interesting. I don't. I don't know if the Mets can be what, you know. I mean, Baez has played well, but their pitching just has been Stuck I mean, out five times. I mean, Stroman but. has been horrible, like the last yeah. four or five starts that he's had.
0: Well, I mean, let um, me let me switch topics here before we get going. Um, I think I found the person in sports that may annoy me the most. And that's, that's a bold statement, Bryson DeChambeau. What did he do now? Well, the vaccination thing this week, uh, after he, he missed... For people who don't know, he missed the Olympics because he, he developed COVID. Okay. Did he develop COVID or was he near he a test, person who he, had COVID? He tested positive for COVID.
2: Tested positive, okay.
0: They asked him if he regretted that he had not taken the vaccine.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And his comment was, you know, um, basically... I'm not taking the vaccine away from anybody. Yes, I saw that. You saw that one. Yeah. And you know, and basically I, I don't know. There's just everything about this guy anymore. You know, the whole the whole thing with with uh, Kepka uh you know, his, his idea the the grip and rip philosophy uh, it, to me it's almost like a sideshow. And I just I, I'm annoyed by it. I'm tired well, of it. He did win the U.S. Open. I understand. Um, now, John Daly know, won a PGA
2: and a British. Here's the dilemma: there are many people that would look at what Bryson said and commend him for it. I understand. Who, who would say? And that's the problem: is that half the world feels one way, and half the world feels another way. And you can see what's going on in Florida right now. Right. And and it's, so this problem is not a Bryson DeChambeau problem. This is a. American but, problem. But it's, we're, not
0: we're, just, we're it's not just the vaccine thing. It's the oh, whole, it's he, the whole package with him.
2: I could have told you this a year ago. He's out there. He does things, but he did all those things with his golf game and won the U.S. Open at Wingfoot, and everybody, when he won that, everybody was like, oh, my God. Yeah, we he, got, he, he, they he gushed over court. him. They gushed over because, him. Right. So what I'm saying is if he goes to Augusta next April – and anybody with that much talent can win. If he goes, and it's his week for whatever reason, if Dustin yeah. Johnson goes there, it's his week. Shuffley. But if, if Deschambeau in the next year or two goes to another major and does what he did at Wingfoot, again, but, people will have to sit there and go, well, you know, what he's doing works. Now, what comes out of his mouth? The, the whole thing with, with, Kepke. with Kepke, to me, I'm um, – He's never going to win the argument. But the whole thing started about slow play. Kepka came out and said, There are guys out here who play, which is a problem. It is. And one of them was Deschambeau. And Deschambeau then must have came back and said something that I don't know. And that's how it all started. And Kepka's always going to win because he's going to get the fight, And I think Deschambeau takes it lighter than Kepka does. I think Kepka really doesn't like him and has no qualms about saying that. Or, or, you know, twisting the knife a little bit. Right.
0: So, But you know, but criticizing your manufacturer over at the British Open because you don't have a great first round. Um, yeah, I,
2: think, I think what that was, I, I, he, no, that was the stupidest thing he ever did. And I was, but Cobra, see, Cobra should have fired him. Exactly. That's what I would have done. But they didn't. They came out and the guy really went into him. I thought what he was trying to say was my, my driver sucked meaning I sucked with the driver. Right. That's not what he said. No. You know, he said the driver sucked. Now, he didn't come back out and say that's what I meant, so I have to assume, yeah, he says stupid stuff. And and some people have to learn to keep their mouth shut. But we know from covering sports that some people can't do that. And we as writers love it. Yeah, we do. Because it gives us something to write about. The worst thing ever in an athlete or a manager or a is when they don't say Anything interesting.: Aaron Noah. we walk away from the interview and go, "Wow, well, what do Aaron I bring all?" So again, we can't have it both ways.: yeah, if we want the idiot in the room, then we have to accept the fact that he's the idiot in the room and point it out. And then when you get involved with all this the vac- this whole vaccination question to me, and I have friends who I have a sister-in-law, I have a son-in-law, I have people who have, for all the reasons that people say, "Oh, I don't know what it's going to do in five years." I played golf the other day with a guy we both know, Bobby Oliver, mm-hmm. who got the vaccine and then developed blood clots. Right Now, he's not sorry he got the vaccine, but, yes, there's minute chances that people can be affected in, in adverse ways by getting the vaccine. My contention is you can be affected more adversely by, by not getting the vaccine. Yeah. But nobody seems to grasp this, no. especially in states like Florida and Louisiana and on and on and on. California. And
0: see- California, too.
2: I, I yeah, but let's see, and look, there's parts of Philadelphia yeah. I'm sure that, that fall in parts, of it, but let's see where we are in a month or two, and let's and if we now have a, a, a whatever, then then what's the answer then? Is the answer still well I'm not gonna get the vaccine because it infringes on my right whatever. I'm so sick of hearing about the rights of the unvaccinated as opposed to the rights of the people who have died or been in a hospital. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's all the reason, but when the Alabama governor, a Republican, comes out and says the unvaccinated, you know, she's blaming them. Well, of course, she could have done that. So. Then there was another governor that came out this week, a
0: GOP governor, that said the same thing. Yep. What am What am I missing? I don't know. Uh, kept. I'm sorry, that DeChambeau missed the Olympics, and apparently, if you believe every story out there about the ratings. Most of America has too. Um, yeah. It, 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 this is a surprise? Well, I was just going to say, uh, is it a surprise in your mind? I haven't been a big Olympic Well, I was never,
2: like, there's too many events that I don't care about. You know, but this year in particular, I don't know if it was because of the pandemic, because they're asking me to stream it on Peacock, because whatever. I have watched virtually none of the Olympics. Now, I'll follow the news. I'll follow the Simone Biles. You know, I'll follow the men's basketball or women's basketball. Or, but it just doesn't do anything for me, Kevin. And again, as far as golf is concerned, no, they have four majors a year. I don't care about Olympic golf. Um, I was glad Shaw Lee won because he hadn't won anything in a while, and that's great, and he's got a gold medal. But, I mean, I, I, I you know, it's like it's like – America sends a baseball team over there of, like, 45-year-old guys.
0: Yeah, Scott so, Casmir was the Is start. that our
2: baseball team? Yeah, so, so if we send over our best 25 players, would we win? I, I, and, and is it important that we win? You know, if, 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 God forbid, the Americans lose to France in basketball, which I don't think they're going to, but if they did, is it a national catastrophe? I, I don't – because we well, take it as Americans. Like, the American 4-by-100 team I don't think qualified – no, because they yeah, dropped
0: like the a, baton again.
2: They dropped it's the baton. like the third Carl Olympics out of
0: five or something, yeah.
2: Right. And, and something I didn't realize, but apparently they haven't won a gold medal in that event since like 2000, and, 2000 or 2004, which I just thought we dominated. I,
0: I, the be- I believe the one number that came up that was interesting to me was in the, in the sprints. The Americans did not win a gold in the sprints since, That's impossible. since the American men in the sprints. Right uh for the first time since i believe um uh, since they boycotted the olympics in 80 um so, yeah. which which is you're right you know and, and uh, you know we think of lewis we think of you know all these guys that have come through here and, oh yeah and, you know michael johnson and all that and you didn't win in the 100 200 400 the
2: thing well, the thing that we'll never know kevin is how much the pandemic impacted this. oh like with like, all, especially. You, you were well you were you were as an athlete you were preparing for last year uh-huh you, you had your you had your timetable of summer two twenty okay, it gets pushed back here now, I don't know how that affects your training during the pandemic. Now you go to an Olympics, and people are already talking about, oh my God, they shouldn't have it, there's so much going on in Japan. you have no family there, you have no friends there there's nobody in the front, stands in front of empty stands, so I don't know like I, I don't know. How that impacts athletes, I, I think it's kind of neat when some guys win that we didn't think should win, like that one guy. I think was it from from the guy that won the two hundred or something.
0: Yeah, from uh, no, it, no, well, the guy who won the hundred from Italy.
2: Yeah, nobody thought. Yeah, he wasn't even on like the radar. Like nope. he was. There's, but I just don't think, and I don't know why it is. Maybe it's the fact that it's on. You know, if the whole Olympics was on NBC, let's say, and just NBC, maybe that makes a difference. Like it used to be twenty years ago or thirty years ago, one network had everything. Now it's on. Yeah, you know, it's it's like trying to watch the NCAA tournament, and you don't know which games on which channel. Um, well, and, I don't know. And, and, I don't know what this means going forward. I, like
0: in three years from now, I don't know. Well, and, and the and the I think part of it too, obviously, when you have an Olympics in Asia, and we're going to have time that, difference. It's yeah. the time difference, and yeah, and, sure. uh, you know, that most of the stuff occurs in the middle of the night. I mean, I would find out. And when Simone Biles dropped out of the uh, the team all around or the team competition, it was six thirty in the morning Eastern Time, Uh, and and NBC did not air it until nine thirty at night. Uh, Where Where are the Winter Olympic Games next year? Those are ones from China. They're Beijing. Yeah.
2: So that'll be the same thing. Yeah. I don't think the Winter Olympics have as. I mean, I know the 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 women's figure skate. The figure skating usually is a big draw. and I don't know what else in the Winter Olympics. Maybe hockey gets people going. Well, and hockey, yeah, but
0: hockey—you don't know if they're going to be we sending the in yeah. NHL.
2: No, uh, I like I said, uh, this this maybe it's just the world's changing, and the Olympics don't mean as much. I I don't know this. I but I know me as a spectator. If the Olympics are in Atlanta, let's say, yeah, and I'm watching things live, yeah, I'm a lot more apt to pay attention. When I'm sitting there at 8 o'clock at night and I see uh, Olympics, whatever, well, I know that thing is is over. I know it's been over. So whatever I'm going to watch has been over for 12 hours. It doesn't interest me in the least. I don't care unless there was, like, a, a, a specific moment. You know, if, if, right. if Kevin Durant hits a 40-footer at the buzzer to win the gold medal, hey, I might tune in and watch. I, but I would have already known it was going the, the, the great thing about sports is when you're watching and don't know what's going to happen.
0: Right. Now you know, now if you think about it okay the the next summer in 3 years is going to be in Paris which has so a,
2: be five, 5 hours 5 hours, hours. The other
0: way. yeah but it's not a huge leap of a time frame you know it's a not bit, but not it's yeah, not 14 right. and then obviously right. in 28 is, is Los Angeles um but yeah. but by then you know the the market and the way we watch sports is going to change again by the time you yeah, get to LA I mean, because, you know, the one the one example I'll give that, that shows it, you know, all the USA basketball t- games have been on Peacock. Okay? Everything else has kind of been on, you can find them on USA, you can find them on mm-hmm. M- M- NBCSN or whatever. Um, they're going to have, they, but men's basketball has been on Peacock to try to get people to subscribe. The next thing that's obviously up is, is football. And NBC announced this week in a stroke of perfect timing that one Notre Dame game now it's Toledo is going to be a Peacock only game uh, on September 11th uh, that they will uh, Notre Dame and Toledo which is their home opener it's the second game of the Notre Dame season that will be Peacock exclusive so they are really going to start pushing the streaming thing so I know you've been resistant to it. No I'll be resistant until there's no cable Okay. Because I'm a dinosaur. I'm not the
2: right person to be... But again, this is the future. I understand that this... And I I just won't watch games. Now, if 10 years from now, when I'm 73, if there's no games that I can never watch on any cable channel, and I really want to watch it, then I might have to think about whatever. Getting a subscription or... I don't think it'll ever come to that. But when they start putting things like the national championship game or the Super Bowl, or NFL playoffs, that's when, you know, if it's just a regular season game in the middle of November, I don't care if it's Alabama, LSU, Ah, uh, you know, I'll just catch the high, highlights at 11 o'clock. Right. But some people, and I find the people who are more into streaming, this is just me, this is my take on it, Right. are less sports fans. They're people who are tired of their cable bill being so high and they don't care if they have ESPN or Comcast. So they're willing to do the streaming because they're binge-watching shows or they're doing things like that. But, like, I have a neighbor across the street, and I have a, uh, my wife's best friend. They don't watch sports. They don't care about sports. So for them, streaming works because they don't care if, um, you know, me, I care. I, I you know, I, I, I need to watch the Phillies games. I need to watch, you know, things like that. So if there's a day and a time, and this will probably happen, where Comcast will have half the Phillies games will be on and half of them will be off the stream. And then I'll have to make decisions as to what I want to do. But I think people think this streaming thing, this is my take on it, is going to be less expensive than cable. That's how they see it. Because their cable bills are getting so high, and that's how they see it. But it won't be the case. It will end up costing you more at some point. They'll get you hooked in. That's what they do. Reuse one day. I'm listening to her on on Angelo's show, and she's like, "Yeah, I have like six, seven, eight streaming things because that's what my kids watch." And I'm paying more money now than I was when I had cable. And I'm yeah. like, "Yeah," but that's not how people did. they they see. Oh, you can get Discovery Plus starting at four ninety nine. Okay, and then you get it, or you get Peacock at nine ninety nine, or you get Hulu, or you get yeah. I mean, how many streaming services are there now?
0: And, and you know, like, I could tell you, I have Netflix. Prime, I get Prime for free because uh, not for free because right, I'm an Amazon, you're a,
2: Amazon. Right?
0: Yeah. Um, right. I have my my stepdaughter has gotten me the ESPN uh, bundle with Disney Plus, uh, and Paramount, and Peacock right. comes free with our cable. Right. So,
2: but that's an extra what, forty dollars a month?
0: Yeah, and easy. How
2: much? How much? How many times you watch Disney Plus?
0: But that's not that's not on my car. Oh no, no,
2: I I understand. But what I'm saying is, let's I watch say, ESPN
0: Plus. I watch. Okay.
2: E, I mean, but I'll go watch the 30 say for your, 30. Let's say your family and you, have, you have, whatever, and you you have um. See, I want to turn my TV on and see what's on. I don't. I've been down my son-in-law, and my daughters, and streaming, and it takes you like five, ten minutes just to get
0: the shows up and watch. That it. You might want to watch. And, and here's the other part of it watching sports on streaming is freaking awful because you're behind I the action. Why? It buffers. Why? It buffers. You're behind the action. You're.
2: Oh, okay. I didn't know. Yeah. That.
0: I didn't know that. Um, But what I'm saying is like before like people, that, before this becomes the norm, they have to
2: get that ironed out. So, well, though I'm sure to. but like my friends will say to me, I'm watching the show on Netflix. I'm like, well, I don't have, okay. Or I'm watching the show. And, so if I have like, Five or six, like, or I seven love Netflix, or eight different streams. How the hell would I even keep up with all the shows that are on? Like, how would I even watch all the? Or, or, you know, it, it's like they say. Well, just like I, I see Discovery Plus, and Discovery Plus has a lot of channels that I watch. Like, because I watch a lot at Nat Geo or, right. or whatever, Yeah. You know? And I will sit there and go, okay, but so what? So, so what are they giving me more than what I'm just getting by having my cable? Yeah, it's... and it just confuses. The, and it's almost like. Here, Mike, you have 700 channels. Well, I can't watch 700 channels. I'm sorry. No matter how good I am at it, I can't. So I'll watch some old movie on a channel that I've seen a couple of times and I'm happy. You know, but th- again, by the way, I realize we the-
0: sound like very old men with the way of this is.
2: But, but, that, we, but that's our generation. Yeah. Look, the generation, my son's generation and my daughter's generation, 20 years from now will be saying the same thing about whatever is Who's coming next? in 15 years from now. You know, we were down at my friend's house down, my friend's right in the house down the shore. We were down here, I say, he was trying for like 20 minutes to hook up his computer with the TV because he wanted to play Quizzo with the, the 20 people that were there. He couldn't, They, him, three other people are trying, trying, trying. His son walks in the door. His son had it fixed in two minutes. <laughs> and his son just said, well, and there were some young people trying to fix it. And the son goes, oh, no, you got to do this. And you got to just, he had it fixed. Yeah. That's their world. That's not my world. Uh it's, it's okay. Uh, you know, if I miss out on things because of that, well, I guess I miss out on things, but I don't think I miss out on too much. I don't
0: know. Oh, fine. Maybe I do. Finally. Um, I want to bring up Jason Garrett. Did you see this story yesterday?
2: That what, that Jason Garrett isn't good for the Giants quarterback? No. Oh, I no, okay. I mean, At the end I I of his see. press
0: conference, Jason Garrett Told a reporter to call him coach. What did he call him, Jason? Jason. Wow. Ha- have you ever had a a, a a a person you have are are covering basically? No. You? The answer is no. Okay. I remember Kevin. Just, Seems like an Adazio my...
2: thing, but go ahead. <laughs> well, first of all, I think Jason Garrett has made a living for like 12... Jason Garrett sucks. (laughs) Okay. No, no. Let's be honest about it. I know. He had the Cowboys for 10 years and won one playoff game, I think, or two, whatever his record was. What has Jason Garrett ever done except have Jerry Jones like him? And now he's up in New York and now people are kind of being critical of him being the OC with this young quarterback that you have to develop. Uh But okay. When we used to cover one of my favorite people of all time, Mike Pettin. And there was one reporter, great guy, and I can't remember his name, but he was a great guy. He worked for the Doylestown paper. Uh-huh. He always called Mike Pettin coach. And I just sat there and I go, no, that's Mike. That's, and and, and Pettin you know, was great, but he always called him coach. And I remember that. And when you said that, that's kind of stuck out. Look, if Jason Garrett feels he should be called coach, hey. I think
0: I know what, who that reporter was, by the way. Yeah,
2: great guy. Mike Gibson? Great,
0: great not kidding. No,
2: no, no, no. No. It wasn't Mike. It was the other. It was a taller guy. Okay. Tall guy, longer hair. Um, I can't remember his name. I apologize. He, he, we, he, was, he was great. Um, why would first of all, wouldn't you take a reporter aside, maybe? Yeah. Like you say, hey, yeah, but if I'm Joe Judge, I'm just looking at that and saying, What what did I do here? Like what? <laughs> like I could have picked anybody to be my offensive coordinator. Yeah. I could have North Turner. right now, who can't... North Turner couldn't be a head coach, but he's a pretty good offensive coordinator, right? And I'm just thinking there, what has Jason Garrett ever done in his career Yeah, that would lead me to believe he knows what... I'm sure he knows what he's doing to get to hit the point where he's at, but he just always struck me as that guy that just didn't kind of get it, you know? Um yeah, I don't know. I yeah. I what get, did the report? What did the reporter say?
0: They all snickered as he walked away. It was from the podium. He was leaving. The they're, podium. they're New York reporters too. Oh, I yeah. mean, yeah, that that's one you don't mess with. I mean, no. you don't you don't mess with the. There's three cities you don't mess with: Boston, New York, and Philly. You don't. Yeah, because in the game number three, if if the Giants score ten points
2: and and they don't. Oh, the mocking headlines of Coach. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. It's going to be bad.
2: And look, Joe I mean, look, Judge is, I don't think he's, his job's necessarily on the line, but up in New York, you only get so much time. Yep. Yeah, this is, this is the quarterback's third year, and I'm not a big fan of the quarterback, but he's got ability. If they don't make the playoffs this year, if they're like a seven-win team, whatever they are, well, next year they better do something or they're all going to be gone.
0: Yeah. Pretty much.
2: Um, that's the way it works now. You don't get you don't get that five years.
0: That nope.
2: People, although Jason Garrett got ten, but you don't get that anywhere. I mean, Nick Siriani knows you know, I got probably three years yep. to and I better be doing something in year three, or you know, I'm gonna be playing rock scissors somewhere else.
0: Um all right, so that's it for us this week. We're back next week. Are the Phillies in first place next Wednesday or when we do this? Mm, yes. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. Uh, I'll go yeah. even further. I think the Mets will be in third. Yeah, well, that – yeah, I
2: mean, you could – yeah. I, I think the, – the, I'm figuring they win two or three this weekend. That's what I'm figuring. Right. The Mets, the Mets will win a game. And then what do you do against the Dodgers? I don't think they're going to get – because it's here – I don't – can they win two or three against the Dodgers? Because if they win four their next six, and then where do they go after that? What's next week? Well, they get
0: the Reds at home next weekend. Then they go to Arizona for four and San Diego for three.
2: Well, Arizona's one of the worst teams in baseball, but, yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah hey, look, Kevin. Interesting I, say, times. I, don't, I think if they don't win the division this year, given where they are on August the 6th or whatever 5th, Something's wrong, because then it's their fault. It's not the the Braves are are, are injury. They got all they got their best players out. Uh, maybe one and the Grams out. They got no excuse. Yeah, but that's
0: that's me. All right, that's it for us. Uh, we're back midweek next week. I'm not going to set a date because God knows whenever I set a date, we end up having to change it because of something that calamitous that happens at my house or mike mike's house or whatever uh but we'll be back next week we'll try to get a guest on maybe we'll talk more eagles okay a, babe. all right mike appreciate it man you be, you be good yep our thanks to jody mcdonald for joining us and our thanks to you for joining us this has been working to be